Hi, Captain Bill Pike here, Deputy Editor of uh, Power and Motor Yacht Magazine. And uh, my wife and I spent this past Sunday on the Betty Jane 2. We didn't go anywhere. We just stayed at the dock. I had an electronics issue to deal with. So while I crawled around under the lower helm station with my multimeter, my wife read the paper and dealt with picking up lunch from the marina's restaurant. The chef over there is from Louisiana, and he really knows how to blacken fish and shrimp. It's excellent. Once I'd resolved the electronics problem, I gave the boat a bit of a wash down. That's the sort of thing that almost always puts me in a kind of a reflective state of mind. This is such a great old boat, I told my wife after the wash down. We were sitting together at the table in the salon. So many people have enjoyed her. Just about everybody at PMY, at least on the editorial side, when I think about it. The following story reflects this fact. If you're just joining the staff of PMY, a long and often surprising boat ride on the Betty Jane 2 is going to be part of your immediate future. I can almost guarantee that. So here's what happened to uh, our new executive editor, Charlie Levine, recently. The tale of it is entitled, plagiaristically, A Dark and Stormy Night. So here goes. When we take on a new staffer, salty adventures and misadventures typically follow. We hit the trail about one o'clock. Charlie Levine, Power and Motor Yacht's new executive editor, had driven up to Jacksonville from Orlando to help me deliver the Betty Jane 2 to her new floating dock equipped marina, not far from Fernandina Beach. Shortly after our departure, however, the fates obtruded. As we approached the old bascule-type railroad bridge in the midst of the city, the darn thing levered down and stayed that way for two freaking hours, while the train itself just sat there, twiddling its thumbs. If I was you, Cap, the bridge tender suggested at one point, as we chugged around in circles, periodically checking in on the VHF, I'd call the railroad and complain. Yeah, right, I thought to myself. Of course, by the time we got into Fernandina's vicinity, we were way behind the eight ball. It was pitch dark, and because Betty has no radar, we were constrained to ease along through the murk via spotlight, binoculars, and my brand new Garmin 742 XS chart plotter. Moreover, because... The day marks sidelining the long channel into the marina are not lighted and, although I hate to admit it, because my night vision isn't what it used to be, things occasionally got just a tad tense on the flying bridge. What the heck's that? I'd mumble as Charlie zeroed in with a spotlight on the binox. Is that number eight? It's got to be number eight. Yep. That's eight, Bill, he'd emphasize. Eight. Certainly, I was glad to have the young guy along. He had night vision to burn. But my gratitude was marred, I must say, by a certain anticipatory sympathy. 
Over the years, I've taken passels of power and motor yacht staffers and newcomers on a variety of North Florida jaunts, each with the same underlying mission, to have as much salty fun as possible. But every one of these cruises, to be brutally honest, has entailed a touch of hardship. Whether it meant having to endure several wintry North Florida nights on board the Betty Jane II, way before she was capable of reverse cycle warmth, or having to subsist on Cheerios, Cheetos, Doritos, and Oreos for days on end due to provisioning lapses. The rain began just as we were tying up, and hey, it turned into a deluge, a lightning-lit thunderclapper. Indeed, the ferocity of the storm only increased as we took a fast pass at a Mexican restaurant for late-night takeout. When we finally slid into fitful, exhausted sleep, Charlie on the foreshortened settee in Betty's salon and me in the V-berth up forward was almost midnight. Uh Uh-oh, I thought to myself, right before nodding off. Oh, no. In my haste to wolf two giant, wholly delectable shrimp burritos, I'd forgotten my brand new Garmin 742 XS chart plotter, still on the flybridge, exposed to the elements. Given the roar of the rain, this was a freaking emergency. I mean, plotters are expensive, and are they that waterproof? I made a split-second decision. Garbed only in my boxer shorts, I threw on my hooded slicker suit jacket and headed stealthily for the door that opens into the cockpit. As I stole past, a flash of lightning briefly illuminated Charlie lying on the settee, scrunched up with his face turned to the wall. It was a sad scene, to be truthful. I quietly let myself out. Disconnecting the Garmin took time, but eventually I got it loose, descended from the flybridge into the cockpit, and creaked the salon door open, thinking I'd kept the whole operation under wraps, as they say. But, wouldn't you know, just as I stepped into the salon, the big kahuna of lightning bolts hit. At the very same time, a monstrous clap of thunder literally shivered the timbers of the old Betty Jane too. There's no other way to put it. Charlie erupted from the settee with his eyes bugged out. Then, when he saw me standing in the doorway, a dark, glistening, hooded figure in boxer shorts, his eyes virtually pixelated. Don't worry, Charlie, I yelled in an attempt to assuage his terror. Don't worry, The Garmin's going to be fine, man. (laughs) And uh, so there you have it. And I got to say, I'm getting a little antsy these days. I'd like to take another PMY newcomer or a couple of newcomers on a little trip somewhere just to see what will happen this time. Until next time, take care. (laughs) 